Father, we thank you for a single focus this morning. That we lift our, our gaze on what we're going through right now, Lord God. And for these next few moments, I thank you, Father God, for a grace. For a grace, Lord God, to recalibrate our thoughts, to refocus our minds, to fill our hearts, Lord God, and our minds with heavenly realities this morning. Father God, may you be our distraction this morning. Capture our imaginations this morning, Father. We worship you today. We thank you that you've been thrown upon, you have been enthroned upon our praises this morning. And we decree and declare, even as Pastor Kevin did a few moments ago, that this is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and we will be glad in it. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you give God a hand clap of praise this morning? Come on, don't panic, take Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hey, 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 hey! Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Woo! Come on, this is the day that the Lord has made. It doesn't matter what you're going through. What matters is who you're going to. Come on. Come on. We have to trust in the Lord. This is our key to our victory. Can somebody say obedience? Obedience. Thank you, three people. Let's try that again. Obedience. 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 Is my greatest weapon. And proximity. Proximity. Is power. Amen. Proximity is power. It's the name of the message today. Who liked Pastor Kevin's message last week? Who's your daddy? <laughs> can you, uh, before we go any further, can you thank uh, my Uncle John and the band this morning for leading us into the presence of the Lord? I think the, the second last song is a new song that you just wrote about his presence. Yeah, I tell you, if, if you accomplish one thing today, if, you get, if you're present in his presence... If you're present in his presence, his presence is here, but are you beholding him this morning? Are you, are you seeing him? Or are we going through a religious mantra and, and, and a religious duty and we're just singing without faith, praising without faith? Or are we actually present in his presence? It's up to us. We, just, we determine our proximity. When Pastor Kevin talks about spiritual fathers, and how that they have to create a, a warm, inviting atmosphere for a son or daughter to pursue. You, you determine how other people are going to approach you. Say this after me. I may not have it all together. But all together, we have the potential to have it all. Look to your neighbor and say, I need you. Look to the other side and say, I need you. We're supposed to gather all the more 
when the day of his second coming is approaching. You know why? Because there is power in the midst of an abundance of people. You have a river of living water, a river of living water coming out of you that I need. I'm going to be talking about how that we need to draw close to the Lord, that we need to, but we need to draw close to each other. That we need each other. Like, this is what Pastor Kevin was talking about last week when he mentioned about to whom you are called to do life with. And we've been called together on purpose. I think it's in Acts chapter 119 that says that God made, blood, made man out of one blood. All men came out of one blood. Say it's the human race. There's two races on the earth right now. The human race and the royal race. It's the only two that are on the earth. There are different cultures, different ethnicities, different backgrounds, different peoples. But there's one race called the human race. And, and if you belong to the human race, you will never be my enemy. We're not divided by color or creed culture or constitution we are not divided by these things we are a one race god made all the the nations of the earth through one blood and predetermined the boundaries in which they should live say i am predetermined i'm on time in time for a time and god did not place you in a place without power Say, obedience is my greatest weapon. If you can hear and obey, you will win the day. Say, Father. Come on, try, try saying that again. Say, Father. Give me ears to hear. Revelation chapter 3, verse 22 ears to hear what the spirit is saying you don't need a bigger bank account you don't need a better prime minister the states don't need a better pre president the, what what we need is we need the ability to hear the word of the lord for the season you are in if you can hear and obey you will have victory for every day it doesn't matter what you're going through it doesn't matter what the circumstance what the situation what the problem what the pain what the what the i'm getting fingers wagged at me just seeing if you are awake and apparently you are it doesn't matter what the enemy is doing. It doesn't matter what CNN is reporting. It doesn't matter what Fox News is saying. It doesn't matter what the CBC is saying. It doesn't matter. What matters is what God Almighty is saying right now to you, for you, and to go through you to begin to bring the victory and the breakthrough and the answer to your spheres of influence. Can somebody say, I am the answer? Don't be afraid of that. Say, I am, I am the, answer. the answer. See, Jesus Christ did not go to heaven and then say, now you are my reflection. 
Should we reflect him in every way? But he didn't, doesn't call you a reflection. He calls you the light. Testing one, two, testing three, four. Memo, <clears throat> we on? Okay, good. He calls you salt and he calls you light. Are you tasty and are you brilliant within your spheres of influence? When somebody walks away from you, are they, are they down or are they up? Do you leave a good taste in, in the community's life, in your home? Are, are, when, when you go to visit your relatives, is it like, oh my God, Barry's coming again? Or is it, oh, wow, that's awesome. You get to decide the proximity of which you push into the Lord and get around the throne and the presence and you you create the power of the proximity by the warmth that you, that you have for people. Say, I need Connie in my life. I need Connie in my life. Come on, give me a better amen, Connie. You can't be muzzled, Connie. <laughs> Say, this too shall pass. I guarantee you this too shall pass. I don't know when. I don't know how. But this too shall pass. But until it passes, we stand in all things until we see the deliverance of the Lord. All I know is in 21, was it you that shared that with me? 21? It's W-O-N? 21, I win. Do you remember Bugs Bunny? Thank you. This is the gospel according to Bugs Bunny. 21, I win. 21, W-O-N. We're, we, I don't care what it looks like right now. I'm still in the winner's circle. What you behold is what you become. How much are you paying attention to what you're going through? This is a question. What is your proximity to? Are you, you, are you circling around the problem? Are you looking at the problem? Are we looking how bad the virus is? Are we looking at the, uh, uh, the economical instability? Are we, are we looking at the lack of Trump in the White House? Are we, oh, sorry. Are we looking? What are we looking at? What you begin to look to will begin to overshadow you. Corey Marvin prophesied earlier when he was having a hard, you had a hard couple of days uh, and, and, and his mom came to visit. His mom says, change your thoughts to happy thoughts. Is that right, Corey? He's giving me thumbs up. It's that simple. The Bible says, fix your mind. Set your mind on the things that are above, not on the things that are below. There are things that are just simply on the earth that are below your dignity to pay attention to, and that's the voice and noise of the enemy. We gotta capture our thoughts. I wanna read a scripture to you. This is amazing. Are you ready? I don't know if you're ready. Okay, right, right behind your 
your, your left shoulder is a three-point harness. Reach over, and then reach over the right side. I heard no sound effects at all. It really was pathetic. Oh, yours was on silent? Okay. So here we are in Colossians chapter, actually, let's go to chapter 3, verse 2. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2, it's, I'm reading this to you in the uh, Passion Translation. How many love the Passion Translation? How many people have that? It is so amazing. If you don't have the Passion Translation, you need to get yourself one. So this is what Colossians chapter 3, verse 2 says. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Yes, I'm going to read again, Colossians chapter 3, verse 2, Passion Translation. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. As I'm reading this to you, uh, Fox News just came up on my screen talking about the election. (laughs) How apropos. Say, Father. Say, Father. Fill my thoughts with heavenly realities. Be careful how you think your life is shaped by your thoughts. As a man thinks, so is he. What are you dwelling upon? What, what, are you, what is causing you? What are you being drawn to by the thoughts? Because your life is dictated to by your thought process. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. The things you dwell upon, the things you meditate on, you've got to find yourself meditating on the things that are above unheavenly realities. What does it say? That king, when you say, that kingdom come, if you don't pray the Lord's Prayer every day, you're missing it. It's a dictation from the Father on how you should pray and how he's getting you to pray. Is he's saying, make this realm by the declaration of your voice. Make this realm just like my home in heaven around my throne. Make this world just like heaven. My job in my sphere of influence is when Tammy gets to heaven and she looks around and she says, this isn't changed much. Because my job is to make my sphere, my metron of ministry, my, my promise, I'm to make it just like heaven. And how do I do that? And people, people, sometimes they, they, they just don't, because I speak in alliteration, it's just the way I do. I, I, I don't st- stand in front of a mirror and, and, and practice these alliterations. It just comes out of me. But I, I want to let you know this morning, there is power in your praise. When you add your faith to your words, Jesus, the Father said in Isaiah 
54, 55, 11, and 12. He says, so is my word that goes out of my mouth. His father saying this. He says, it shall not return to me void or empty or without accomplishing what I sent it for. He sent his word so that we could come into this realm so that we would have something solid to stand upon. When everything else is shifting sand, you have the word of God to stand upon. He sent his word to heal your disease. His word is life to my flesh and strength to my bones. His word is a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet. His word is a foundation to my life, but it can't stay here. It's got to come into here and it's got to come out of here and it will shift and change everything. Say there is deliverance. Oh, Jesus, help me. Say there is deliverance. In my declaration. Say my words really do matter. He says my, my word will not return to me void. will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I send it. You will go out in joy. You will be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst in the song before you. And all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Why? Because somebody believed the word of God. Spoke the word of God. Back to God. God sent his angels to accomplish his word. And all of a sudden you shifted. And you changed the atmosphere all around you. You need to, in, especially in these moments, fill your thoughts with heavenly realities. Hey, I'm recording my message. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Let me just read one more for you before I get into my message. Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. Hallelujah. Thank you, King of glory. Beware, Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. And the Passion Translation says, Beware that no one distracts you or intimidates you in their attempt to lead you away from Christ's fullness by pretending to be full of wisdom when they are filled with endless arguments of human logic. My God. I'll read that again. Beware that no one distracts you or intimidates you in their, own, in their attempt to lead you away from Christ's fullness by pretending to be full of wisdom when they are filled with endless arguments of human logic. For they operate with a humanistic and clouded judgments based on the mindset of this world system and not, a, not the anointed truths of the anointed one. Say, I need... Come on, say, I need anointed truths from the anointed one. I don't need to placate to a problem, and I don't need to platform pop culture. I need to have a better word. I need a 
better word than just say, you know what, honey, sweetheart, I know everything you're going, it's good. you're okay, it's, you know what, it just, you know, bad things happen to good people, and don't just pat them on the back. Is it important to, to cry with those that cry and rejoice with those who rejoice? Absolutely. But don't leave them there. Don't leave them there by, by just petting your problem with them. What does the word of the Lord say? I shared this several, maybe a couple months ago, how that, I, you know, the, all, all the things that are going on in the world and everything that's happening in the world and, 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 and the, the racial the prejudice and, and things that are happening, which I don't even believe in racism because there's only one race according to the kingdom of God. It's the human race. There's no brown race, black race, red race. There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no other race except for the human race. And then when you get born again, you get, you get drafted into and grafted into the royal race of the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe and I love all the ethnicities and the ethnos around the world and the cultures of the world. I, that every tongue and every tribe will be around the throne, but not every race, only one race, the human race and the royal race will be around. Actually, it will only be at that point, the royal race. But I've been asking the Lord, I said, God, how do we deal with this? He says, you need a better word, son. Because the world is crying, justice, justice, just, it's the time of the ethnos. It's the time of the marginalized. It's the time of, the, of those who have cultures that have been pushed aside. It's their time to cry out. And it's the time of women. It's the time of the people that have been marginalized. First Nations people, between eight, 50 to 80 million were wiped out off of this continent. It is our time to come forth with a voice of triumph. Can you hear me this morning? It's not time to come forth and say, look at my wounds. It's time to refocus and recalibrate and focus. I've got to say the word of God. I cannot just stand up here and, and, and promote problems and, and go over. I, it doesn't work. Facing your problems don't work. You know what? We just got to throw it all on the table. We just got to, you know, we got to get to the root of this, this situation. Those are actually logics of humanistic values that are destroying the earth. You don't have to rehash the past. What you have to do is in the midst of your circumstance, in the pit, midst of your pit, in the midst of the valley of the shadow, in the midst of the valley of dry bones where you're disjointed, where you're not in the right place. You, you need to cry out for God and look to God. He has the answer. He has the solution. It is in your mouth and you must decree and declare it and you will shift and change.
spiritual atmosphere, but it didn't happen. I spent 10 seconds praying one day. It never shifted. I've waited three whole days, and, and I said, I said my Lord's prayers, and, and, I, and I, I, I waited three days. Oh, my God. We need to have some tenacity. Amen. We need to have uh, some gumption and some chutzpah for my Jewish watchers this morning. We need to learn how to stand and then keep standing because we've already won. Jesus said, he said, Father says to me, he says, you want a better word? Come up here. Come to my mercy seat. Come to the mercy seat where my, my son sprinkled his blood. His blood speaks a better word. The people in, in, in this world, more than any other people, and I may even get in trouble for saying this because I'm not, you, you think because I'm saying it that way that I'm discrediting other people's issues and problems and past. I'm not. But I know the stats. Is it awful that six, over six million of our Jewish brothers and sisters on this planet were wiped out? It's absolutely horrible. And the atrocities that went on in the name of freedom and liberty for another people? I know in this nation, there's between 50 and 80 million first peoples that were wiped off the planet. But our job is to speak a better word. Not resentment. Not make God pay retribute for what you did to my people. None of that works. For you to be free, you've got to stop drinking the poison of unforgiveness. Because we hold somebody and we say, you're going to pay for what you did to me or my family. You're going to pay this price and, 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 and make God. And you drink the poison thinking it's killing them and it's eating you up on the inside. We cannot afford to drink the poison of unforgiveness anymore. The, 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 the word that the blood of Jesus Christ speaks is forgiveness. What we need to be as, a, as marginalized people, as, as people of ethnicity, as, as people that are, that are uh, been downtrodden upon, the people we now have an anointing from God in this season. And what is our word going to be? And the world is setting the patterns and, we're, and, and some of the church are going along with it. But I'm saying we must rise up with, a, with forgiveness in our hearts and with a better word. Say, I must have a better word. We have to stop listening to the lies of the enemy that the only way we're going to do this is if we get to the root of the problem. Jesus took care of the root of the problem. 
Your job is to apply the blood and to release forgiveness, which is the better word. He loves mercy more than he loves justice. Mercy is so much greater. Mercy sets you free and sets them free. Say, my perspective is my reality. If you want to change your perspective, if you want to change your reality, you've got to change your perspective. If you always think what you've always thought, you're always going to get what you've always got. <laughs> so, psychologists would tell us that if you keep doing the same thing and expecting a different response, you're a little bit crazy. We got to just keep. We, we, we got to change the way we think. We got to fill our, our minds and our thoughts with heavenly realities, especially in these moments. Say, my perspective is my reality. Say, my perspective will soon be my spheres of influences, their reality. Say, my perspective will soon be their reality. Because when you change your perspective, you change the way you speak. When you change the way you speak, you begin to create something that never was. You begin to create a, a heavenly realm right here on this earth. And when you begin to create that kind of realm, when somebody walks into your sphere of influence, all of a sudden, burdens are left and yokes are destroyed because somebody had the audacity to speak the opposite of what they were going through. They stopped looking at all the dirt in the midst of the pit and they shifted their gaze and they said, oh, there's a way out. Look up for your salvation draws nigh. Look up out of. Don't be beholding the bear or the lion or the mountain or John. Don't be focused on the mountain because what you pay attention to will soon be a harvest in your life. Because what you pay for in the midst of seed time and harvest, you get. What you pay attention to, what the mountain that you pay attention to will begin to overshadow you. What overshadows you will begin to flow through you. What you pay attention to is what you get. Job said, and I think it's in Job chapter 3, he says, those things that I feared most came upon me. It wasn't God testing Job and, and showing Job off to the devil and saying, this is my man, he'll stand up on the end, knock the chip off, all that nonsense. No, no, it was he began to look into everything that was going on and he began to look into the fear and he began to fear, fear began to consume him and he began to pay attention to all the negativity going on in his life and all of a sudden he began to harvest what he was believing for. Can I get some people that will refocus their gaze? Shift their gaze. And when you shift your gaze, this will determine your days. And as you shift your gaze, you're drawing closer of a proximity to the throne of God. And guess what? You're then able to handle everything. 
that is going on around you. And then all of a sudden, you're not sending off these signals of prickliness. Do you, do you know that the, the word personality comes from a Greek word persona, where we get the word sonic from, as in sonic waves? What you've been paying attention to will begin to flow out of you as a sonic wave. And if you're dealing with and you're paying attention to and you're allowing depression and rejection to be the thing that you focus on, you're, you're wondering why people don't want to be around you, but, and, and you're saying the right things and you're, you're doing the right things, and, and, but, there, but there's these people that don't want to be around you. It's because you're sending off this signal of rejection and you don't even know what's happening, but you need to receive the healing from the, and understand God has delivered you in every way from anyone's control. All you have to do is begin to believe and begin to speak it forth and you will shift your you will shift your day, and you will shift your mind, and then you'll shift your sphere of influence. Have to shift. We have to change our perspective. In, in, I, went to business I went to college for business administration, and I majored in marketing. And in, in, in business, and when you're opening a business, there are three things that you must must have for your business to be successful. The first three things are location, the second one is location, and the third one is location. Thank you. You're welcome. Marketing 101. The first three things that you need to have for your business to be successful is location, location, and location. Proximity is power. You have to be in the right place with the right people at the right time selling the right product. But if you, have, if you have all those other ones and you don't have the right location, if you're not in the place that God called you to be in, you're not going to have every other resources available for you. Say obedience is my greatest weapon. In 1 Kings chapter 17, I've preached this here um, at least once before. It's called, I, I called the message, and I'm not going to preach that message, but I'm just going to make reference to it. It's called the place called there. In, in, in Matthew chapter 28, verse 10, just before I go there, I'm going to turn over to Matthew chapter 28, verse 10, and I'm reading out of the King James Version. It says, then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. There's a place called there in your life. You need to get to the place called there. That's where you'll see Jesus. Where is my there? Elijah, in, in, in 1 Kings chapter 17, he begins to prophesy in the land of Baal, the god Baal, who was the rain god, he began to prophesy right in the midst of the land of the god of rain, a drought. Your words matter. And everything began to dry up. And there was no more food in the land. And the Lord says to Elijah, 
get up from here and go to the brook Cherith, for I am sending my ravens there. Your resources are waiting for you to get to the, to the place where God has called you to be. I believe that you have repositioned yourself this morning. I believe that you are here on purpose with a purpose. I believe that you are receiving a word from God today. You're in a place to receive. He says, I'm sending my ravens there. We're about to feast on the wealth of the wicked. The only place that had abundance at this time when Elijah called forth the drought was Jezebel's table the queen of Israel at this moment. The ravens would go and take bread and take meat from her table and bring it to Elijah. Where did he bring it? He brought it to the brook Cherith, and that was the place that he was sent to. Cherith means to cut, as in cut covenant. What we need to know in this season is that I need your river, and you need my river. We need, we need to get to the place of covenant. We need to get to the place where we are with people of like mind, like faith, and that we can begin to drink words of faith from each other. Not words of discouragement, but words of faith. We begin to release the promises of God and prophesy over each other. Proximity is power. If you can get into his presence and be present in his presence, you'll be empowered to fulfill your purpose. You cannot fulfill your purpose. You've never been this way before. The world has never been in this place before. But if you can get in his presence and be present in his presence, you'll be empowered with the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel, might, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord, and the spirit of the Lord will be available. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead will begin to rise up in the midst of you and quicken your mortal body, give you the strength to keep going and keep standing. The apostle and John was called the disciple whom the Lord loved. He didn't get that name that he named himself <laughs> by not being and spending the most time. Mary Magdalene was at every significant moment in Jesus' life, and she ended up being the very first person that Jesus presented himself to after his resurrection. And she was the one that was sent by an angel as the apostolic, as the apostole to the apostolic. She was the very first one that was ever sent with the message that he has risen. Why? Because she spent time with the master. The woman at the well, she was in the right place at the right time. You have 2 Kings chapter 2. Elijah is going to the, going to the father and he's about to go to heaven. He's, his job is done. He's run his race and, and, and Elisha knows and then all the prophets are saying the same thing and Elijah says, you know, stay here. I got to go a little farther. He says, as my God lives and breathes, I ain't leaving you today, sucker. I'm following you. Maybe he didn't say sucker. But. 
This is the name right. He said, I'm not going to. I'm not going to let you out of my sight today. Proximity is power. If he did not stay with Elijah, he would have never got his double portion mantle. You got to be with the right people at the right time. Somebody say, my perspective is going to change everybody's reality. Your voice matters. Your words will do the warfare you need. Father God, thank you for today. Thank you for this group of people, Lord God, that have come together. I'm asking this morning that you would help us shift our thoughts, Lord God, on the things that are above. Not on the things, Lord God, we're going through. Father, I thank you that you have a better word. I thank you, have you that you have a better answer. I thank you have, you have a better solution. I thank you, Lord God, you have a better day. I thank you, Father God, I can with boldness decree and declare that my best days are upon me and my best days are about to be open unto me, that I am not de- defined by what I'm going through, but I shall be defined by who I'm going to. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I just want to, can I get this camera right here? I don't know what you guys are going through, but this is a season of your victory. And, and there might be some people out there who says, I've run away from the Lord. I, don't, I haven't been good. I've been, I've been just running to a secret place. I'm trying to escape all this pain through drugs or through, through lust or whatever it is. I just want to say God has made you. God has saved you. Now you need to receive it. I want to decree and declare over you freedom and liberty. I want to decree and declare over you that what God said is clean, let no man say is unclean. Just receive his washing today and receive the robes of righteousness today. This morning, could, you, could I just have everybody just bow your, bow your heads and, and close your eyes and just respect? There's some people out here that you've been discouraged and you, you, you haven't known what to do and and you found yourself in a place of dry bones and, and you need some help. It, it, is that you this morning? Could you just lift your hands if that's you? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anybody here this morning that you've accepted the Lord, but you've, you've ran in the opposite direction? And you need to make Jesus Lord over your life. Thank you, Dad. Can you just pray this prayer with me? Say, Father, I need you. I need to be closer to you than ever before. Change the way I see. Change the way I think. Draw me, Father. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ as my legal access Jesus' payment of his body as my access to Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit to me. Holy Spirit, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, I receive you into my life. I receive you into my circumstances. I receive the burden lifting, yoke destroying, power of Holy Spirit in, on, and
and through my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Can we give God a hand clap of praise for the victory? Amen. I bless you guys. And uh, yeah, if you want to buy a book, that'd be great. Uh, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> have, a, have a great week and, until we see you next time. Hey, everybody. Pastor Kevin Dowling here from Desert Stream. Just giving a shout out to you and saying thanks for joining us this week. We trust that you receive something out of what was shared today. And we hope that it spoke to you and that it encouraged you in this season that we find ourselves in. You know, you could do us a big favor if you would just uh, share, uh, like, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Let people know that there's a place that you found that you're getting an encouragement and hope each and every week. We hope you plan to check in with us next week, be a part of our expression again, and help spread the word that God is in control in the midst of this season. We love you.